culture is really something that we have to be careful about. You, yeah, the utilization of words. I say to every parent that comes to my office, I say, the reason I'm spending two hours with you at least is because my philosophy is a better description allows for a better prescription. Mm-hmm. In other words, the more I understand your child, the better I can tell you what to do about him or her. If I were to rush through and make a diagnosis and I didn't get all the details, I could give you wrong advice. You know, having a child who is non-speaking does not necessarily mean that you have a child with intellectual no, disabilities. Not at all. Not at no. all. And in fact, one of the issues with non-speaking autistic children or children with autism mm-hmm. is that they can have a condition called apraxia of speech, mm-hmm. where they actually don't speak, but they have great language. So they can communicate in other ways. Uh, if you give them a computer, if you give them augmentative communicative devices, they, they come up with phenomenal words and, you, and yet they can't speak because they have a motor problem with their mouths. So mm-hmm. it breaks um, my heart when I hear about children like that and, and they aren't given a computer until they're like nine or 10 years old. And, and so they haven't means, had an outlet. Comorbidities often delay diagnosis because yeah. What happens is they camouflage the presentation. So I'll give you an example. The way I try to present it to parents is like this. If you have two colors of paint, blue and yellow, and you mix them together, you don't get blue with polka dots of yellow. You get green, right? So what happens is that if a child has autism and has something else, whether it's ADHD or anxiety or a lot of other things thrown in because they can have lots of coexisting problems. It's sometimes difficult to to differentiate. And in fact, there was a great study done a few years ago in the States where they found that, I forget the percentage, but a significant percentage of kids were diagnosed with ADHD at age four, Mm -hmm. were subsequently found to have autism but the autism was not seen until the ADHD was treated. Mm, So what you've done is you've treated one, you've removed one color and the other color comes to the the top, right? Floats to the top. So if you remove the blue, all of a sudden the yellow comes to the top. (laughs) And so you have now uncovered that ADHD uh, or rather the autism by treating the ADHD. So that's another area that's really fascinating. Mm. One of the things that I find um, fascinating is You know, when kids come into my office, I think I mentioned this briefly before, but I always say to the parents or to the child, I say, Mm -hmm. tell me some things you're good at or tell Mm -hmm. me some good things about you. Yeah. And it's amazing to watch the parents' facial reaction. They're so shocked because what they came in with a list of problems this high and they thought they were going to be coming and talking to me about the problems. And I said, no, we're going to get to that. But what I want you to first of all tell me is some good things about your kid. Autistic tidbits and tangents.